next week. Um, make sure you sign up. We have a minimum of 50 men. 50, five, zero, not one, five, five, zero. And it's free for all men. Let me repeat that. It's free. <laughs> Whenever men hear free and food. <laughs> Thank you, ladies. <laughs> so it's uh, all you can eat breakfast at Buzz Cafe next week at 8 o'clock. So um, if you know a neighbor, you can invite, invite them over. If you know a cousin or a friend or a grandparent, invite them over. It's going to be an awesome time, amen. Sweet, let's get into this. Father, we just thank you for this morning. Holy Spirit, we ask that you speak to us and that um, you bring clarity. That, Lord God, that we won't exit this place the same, but we'll be renewed, refreshed, and we'll be excited for what's ahead, not only for us as individuals, but for the house and for this community and for this nation and for the nations of nations. We're excited to see what you're going to do through us. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen and amen. Amen. Um, it's always good to be in the house, even when you don't feel like being in the house. I'm talking to somebody. That's me. That's me. Oh, what a week. Who's had a good week? A few? Cool. Who's had a okay week? Oh, yeah. A few. Who's had a not so great week? I'm... Um, I'm in the middle of not so great and okay. <laughs> it's, if you notice over the last few weeks from um, our lead pastors preaching and, and helping us maneuver through what we're going through next, um, there's a lot of trusting that needs to take place, a lot of faith, not in them, but in God they serve. Because yeah. if we have faith in God, we have faith in them automatically. And so just maneuvering through that. And um, one thing that was clear to me, and this is the title of my message this morning, that it's greater ahead. Let me, let me say that again. It's greater ahead. And so this week, I had to keep that in the forefront of my mind. I don't want to be emotional. <laughs> that it's greater ahead. Wait, let me just clip myself. <laughs> the sacrifice that you have to do through this transition requires trust and faith. And it requires you to step away from how you feel. I'm never like this. Because uh, let me tell you that what's ahead is so much greener. Ooh. Man, I told my parents, our lead pastors, that I don't want to preach this week. Because it's so heavy. But the end result's worth it. 
I keep my son in mind. And I keep the promise in mind. As we go through this transition, we have to keep the promise in mind. Because if, if we forget the promise ahead, everything that we do now will feel like it's not worth it. Hence the reason why so many people give up in life and give up in Christ because they forget what's ahead. And I want to remind us today and remind myself it's greater ahead. You may be struggling through this transition. You may be going through stuff personally, but it's greater ahead. This doesn't just apply from where we're about to go, but it applies for you as an individual that it's greater ahead. And I want to pull out from Joshua chapter 1 this morning. And this conversation that God has with Joshua is kind of unreal. It's just like, uh, like I, it just doesn't make sense on how Joshua, I mean, how God speaks to Joshua in this moment does not make sense. Um, but it goes like this. After the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, it came to pass that the Lord spoke to Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses' assistant, saying, Moses, my servant is dead. Imagine waking up in the middle of the night and the first thing God tells you, someone is dead. Think about it. What a conversation. Actually, there isn't a conversation. God just goes, hey, Joshua, Moses is dead now, therefore arise. There's not even a conversation. There's no time to think. There's no time for anything. God just says, hurry up and get up. Let's go. You know, this, this here, this mind, this, this, um, when our thinking process can be the stumbling block in order to obtain the promise, this thing here. Imagine if Joshua goes, hey, hold up, Lord. Let me just think about this first. What did you say? Like, think about it. If it was you. Think of it. Put you as Joshua. And God just goes, Moses, my servant is dead. Now, therefore, arise. He didn't get you to think. He didn't didn't explain what the next plan was. All he said, get up. Now, take my people over. But for some reason, us as Christians think we're, High and mighty that we need to know the plan. Think about it. God never explained anything. He just said, take my people across the Jordan. He didn't say how. He didn't say anything. He just said, get up, cross the Jordan. Imagine waking up like that. That just God just says, Moses is dead. Now you're taking over. Cool. But Moses, my servant, is dead. Now, therefore, arise and go over this Jordan, you and all this people, to the land which I am giving to them, the children of Israel. Everybody say them. them. Everybody say us. us. See, the land which God is giving them. Like, think about what God said to him. Not the land what I'm giving to you, what I'm giving to them us collectively and for the generations to come. The setup today, the things that we're about to happen is not just for you, but it's for them. Because it's greater ahead. So we understand that God says, get up, let's go, arise, cross this Jordan. And then he says, Moses is dead, you know, meaning that everything from the time of Moses is now gone. I'm just laying this down about its greater ahead. Because the way before is, is not the way ahead. Is it up there? The way before is not the way ahead. So everything before, when Moses' time, when Moses was leading, at the door, now it's time for Joshua to lead the people. So the way ahead is not the way before. 
And we need to come to a place where we let go of what was and obtain what is to come. Not just as a church, but as individuals. See, the thing is this. When I was reading Joshua chapter 1 and listening to the sermons over the weeks, is that the promise remains the same. The promise remains the same. But the delivery system has changed. The promise remained the same, but the delivery system changed. Because the first was delivered by Moses. Now Moses is dead. Now they transition into Joshua. Now Joshua was, is about to lead a people for the first time. So everything that Joshua was about to do was not what Moses did back in the day. The promise remained the same, but the delivery system changed. And too many people in the midst of transition get so caught up with the delivery system and forget the promise. The promise of your life remains the same, but the delivery system will continually change. The more you go from level to level, the delivery system is going to change. See, before, before you were probably someone in here, was before you were saved, you were listening to YouTube videos. Then you started listening to the preaching on Sunday. But then you started getting into the Word by yourself. There's a delivery system that continually changed. That you first got information from people, but now you're getting revelation. There's this continued delivery system change, but the promise remains the same. There wasn't just a transition of location or um, a morphing into a new location, but there was a change of leadership. Look at Joshua 1. There's a transition of location, a transition of leadership, and the way Joshua did things wasn't the way Moses did things. The way, if we split the church right now, to say that two churches, the way we did things before as separate churches is not the way we're going to do it as one church. The reason why there is not much kingdom in Aotearoa is because there's too much separate. Are we right this morning? So this title, like, it's greater ahead, it's not just a title for us to get excited about. Oh, yeah, it's greater ahead. It's actually uh, something we should hold on to as a promise. Yeah. That every time we step out of this building, we're like, God, it's greater ahead. Father, this is hard, but it's greater ahead. Father, I just want to give up, but it's greater ahead. Imagine if all born-again saved believers believe that. How much of Aotearoa will be different if we all as believers believe it's greater ahead? We have more people coming to Christ than leaving Christ. We get so caught up with the delivery system or how things are delivered that we're like, oh, that's not the way, though. But the promise remains the same. So who cares how the way goes? Me personally, I struggle first about all of this. Okay, if you, don't, if you haven't struggled, there's a problem. <laughs> if, you, if you just said yes and just said whatever you got told, there's a problem. It means that you don't have free will. But at first I struggled. But what I struggled with mostly was the delivery system, not the promise. Think about it. We, I struggled because we had to change the way we did things. When I, when I sat back and looked back, I was like, I didn't struggle anything about the house but the way things were. I just struggled about the delivery system, not about the promise. 
And that might be you this morning, that you've been struggling over this transition. That's okay. It's to be expected over transitions. Do you think the people of Israel just listened to Joshua in a moment? There was a transition that took place. Do you think they crossed over the Jordan like, like oh, we're going to follow you, Joshua? I think people were murmuring like, oh, does this guy know what he's doing? But it's not until they go through the journey that they keep trusting, keep following, keep listening, that they started realizing Joshua was the leader. It's okay not to be okay with what is going through now, but trust and lean into it. If I have to do it, you have to do it. I'm not just a son of the house. I'm not just a pastor, but I'm the son, physical son. So of course I'm going to struggle with things. But that's where I had to go step back and go, God, it's greater ahead. Because all I had the problem with was the delivery system. The way we were about to do things was about to change. And we just got into the mix of a new thing. And then we had to change it to a new, new thing. And then, <laughs> and that was hard. But the promise remained the same. Because it's greater ahead. The God call over the both houses to become one was the same. We're here to influence humanity and every sector of life. That hasn't changed. Just the way we did things and do things is about to change. I want to encourage you, if you are struggling, it's okay. It's to be expected through any transition. But I want you to keep the promise in mind every step that you take. And just go, God... The delivery system may have changed, but I believe there's still the call of the house and the still call of my life to be a part of this house. I had a real internal battle, which my wife can vouch for. She tells me to shush all the time. But I took, off, I took my eyes off the promise. I took my eyes off the call of the house. I took the, my eyes off my life. Because I got so caught up in the delivery system, and I want to encourage us this morning, don't get so caught up in systems. Systems constantly change, in the house and outside the house. (laughs) Which comes to my first point. I think this is my only point, to be honest. Be willing to separate. Or if you want to put divorce, willing to divorce from the things of old. Be willing to separate. Separate means this, to detach and to go in a different direction. So we don't just go in another direction. We detach. There's actually power in that because a lot of us want to separate us from like all our old ways, but you don't detach. I'm going a different way. And you're like, why is this still with me? Because you're still attached to what was. God, I feel so heavy because you're still attached to what was. We need to come to a place personally and corporately to separate. Are we all right this morning? I want to remind us the call hasn't changed and the promise hasn't changed. I want to keep that in the forefront of your head. The core hasn't changed and the promise hasn't changed, just the delivery system. And we need to be okay to separate from what was. 
I was like thinking, going over this message, I was like, what's practical, Lord, that we can obtain now, that we can walk through? And God just said, learn to separate from the things of old. Learn to detach yourself from it and walk the different direction. But many of us may be walking a different direction, but still attached to the things of old. See, I like it when Isaiah 43 says, do not remember the former things. You know, people preach about it all the time. Do not remember the former things, nor consider the things of old. But if God is trying to do a new thing within us, why are we trying to keep on what was? God, you're doing a new thing. We have too many Christians with their hands closed rather than their hands up. God's saying, I want to do a new thing in you. But you're like, okay, I'm ready. But you want to stay attached to what things are old. But I like that. But God's like, I've got something greater ahead for you. But for some reason, you just want to hold on to this. If you want something new, if we want something new, something has to go. Something has to go. And the question I want to pose to you personally, like examine yourself. Are you willing to separate with what you thought church was? I, these, are, these are the questions that I had to ask myself. That's why I'm asking you. Are you willing to separate with what you thought church was? Because the way you did church before as a separate house is not the way, the way we're going to do church going forward. Yeah. Something's going to change. Something has to go. And the second question is this. Are we willing to separate with what was and embrace what is to come? Are we willing? It's not, are you ready? God never asked Joshua, are you ready to go over? He said, just get up, arise, take the people over. I'm not asking you if you're ready. I'm asking you, are you willing? We live in a world, are you ready for this? Who cares if you're ready or not? That's where trust and faith comes in. I don't think I'm ready for most of the stuff I go through in my life. I wasn't ready for a son, but I had to... I think all the parents in here who wasn't expecting a child who had a child weren't, didn't say, oh, I'm not ready. <laughs> they just had to grab with two hands. Like, pff, there's, there's, no, there's no question about it. And see, so the thing is, we, we can only obtain the greater ahead with two hands forward. The greater ahead requires us to grab it with two, ha- two hands. See, we can't transition... This is what the church looks like today. Not you guys, just the other church. <laughs> is that we got one hand on greater and one hand on what was. And we're trying to just go like this. We're going through this tug of war. Can I just get two men up here? Like just the tug of war for a moment? Ah, oh, yeah, Maui. You can grab this. Oh, not three, far. Two guys, far. <laughs> I thought two was easy. One, two. <laughs> Oh, do you want to come hold this up to this point? I want to show you this illustration that I was thinking about when I was at, um, at the office. Just pretend they're, they're tug-of-warring. These two represent us, like you personally. This represents on what was, and this represents what is to come, the greater ahead. That's the reason why I got Maui to only hold this little rope, because this rope represents everything that was. And God's saying, this is everything to come. Can you show them all the rope? Imagine if God showed you this picture, how easy this will be to let go. 
There you go. If God showed you this picture. But because we don't get to see the picture sometimes, it's okay. And God's like, there's this tug of war happening inside of you. And God's like, this is what I have ahead of you. All this rope, all this greatness, all this stuff that I have in store. But you want to hold on to this little side. Exactly. So keep holding. So all the things that God has in store for us on this side of the rope requires us to let go of that side of the rope. But the reason why a church or people cannot move is because they're holding both ends of the rope. What do you think they were stuck in Egypt? Because both of the rope. They knew the promise. God has something. But they just keep looking back at Egypt. Oh, it was so better over there. It was so much easier over there. They fed us. All this, all this stuff. And the reason why they keep going over this, around this mountain was because they had both ends of the rope. So God had to bring a new generation to let go of this rope. <laughs> you know, the biggest challenge is that, are we going to be a people who are like this and hold on to so the next generation can let go of the rope? Are we guys all right? So this represents what is the head. This represents what was. These represent your decisions. These represent your choices, our choices. Not just my choices that I have to make personally, but you have to make personally too. You don't know who wins in the tug of war until someone lets go, right? Until someone lets go, you don't know who wins. And you'll never move forward if you're holding on to both. And imagine if the person, what's ahead? Can you let go? Let go of all of it. We let go of the promise. We let go of everything. And you just want to hold on to this part of your life, right? If the person holding on to greater lets go, so the choice that we make, we're like, oh, it's too hard. We're going to let go. We're going to hold on to what was. It means that you stick with that. And the person with that, the person with that cannot pull the greater ahead towards themselves. You know, you know what the reason? The reason why is any promise God gives is always ahead. Any promise God gives is always ahead. So we can never pull a promise to us. We walk to the promise. See, all this missed opportunity, missed salvation, missed books and missed prime ministers and whatever it is, we missed everything because we want to keep hold of the side and Christians are like this trying to pull their future towards themselves but God's like it doesn't work like that you have to let go and can you grab that side you have to let go of what was because that's how God uses what was for the future because he draws the past and he's like okay use this as a foundation but you can't go the other way around you can't pull your future to yourself. You have to walk towards your future. Which one are you this morning? On the tug of war rope. Are you both of them? Let's just be honest. Are you both of them on both sides? And you're just having this tug of war in your heart. Because I had this tug of war over the last, I don't know how long. But I've had this tug of war. And it was the only reason why I had the tug of war was because of the delivery system. 
the pastors, lead pastors right here, they see a greater future. Well, Joshua, he saw a greater future. He's like, cool, sweet, God, I know what we're to do, blah, blah, blah. And he was willing to let go. You know the reason why? It's because he circumcised people when he crossed over. Imagine if he goes, God, I don't want to. But the, re- the thing is, today, we say, God, we don't want to. Thank you, guys. Appreciate you. Give him a hand. Does, did that illustration make sense? We're going through a tug of war. Not only as a church, but as individuals. But we need to go, God, I want to let go of this side and just trust you. Or we're going to let go of that side and go, I don't. Because that's what you're doing when you let go of the greater ahead, is you're saying, I don't trust you. Any promise God gives is always ahead. Greater is ahead. Like, the greater is ahead. The greater is ahead. And that's what I keep saying in my mind constantly every single day to this point that to get me here to Sunday service is greater ahead. We have to separate. We have to detach. We have to go in a different direction. But the promise hasn't changed. I want to keep pushing that. The promise hasn't changed. Even throughout Scripture, the promise never changed. But the delivery system had to. You know why? Because some people failed, some people didn't. This generation is not going to fail for the next. This generation is not going to fail for the next. The sons, the sons that are, and daughters are get, that are getting brought up in the house, they're not going to go through what we're going through right now. Which means each and every one of us must be willing to separate from the things of old. We must be willing to change this mind. We must be willing to change the way we deliver. That's why you hardly hear me say, uh, when I preach, I don't say you need to, or blah, blah, blah. I try to include us and we in every conversation. Because without you, there's no me. If you look at your neighbor and you picture that, man, there's no me without you, you know? Like, my core, we're together in this. That's how the house should work. But we need to let go. We need to separate. And just because you let go of what was, doesn't mean it's wasted. I want to say this again. It, just because you let go of what was, it's not wasted. God loves using what was to like elevate you. He uses it as a stepping stone for something greater. But you cannot pull your future towards yourself. You have to go and walk out the journey towards the future. Don't do the opposite this morning. Don't do the opposite when we go through this journey. Because this is about this is a journey. This transition is a journey. But it's going to be swift and fast, and we have to be willing. Yes. Not ready. Because <laughs> if we if God's waiting for people to be ready, whoo! I don't know what the world will be like. <laughs> Do you think Jesus called ready disciples? <laughs> you think you're bad. They're worse. They're worse. But Jesus is like, I don't care if you're ready. Just are you willing? When I picture him going to the disciples, come follow me. He's saying, are you willing just to let go of everything to come follow me? Oh, yeah, okay. Are we willing to let go of everything that was 
to obtain the greater ahead that God has in store for us. Not just, uh, when I say us, it's not just the church, like the church building in that. I'm talking about you as an individual as well. Because when you're blessed, the church is blessed. When you're blessed, the community's blessed. That's how it works. It's greater ahead. Can I have the keys? Just to make it awkward, Sharice. <laughs> Everyone just look at her. <laughs> the question is, are we willing to separate from what was? To detach ourselves from old ways and move in a complete different direction? I struggle with Me. People think that sometimes that they look at, some people look at me in Jamaica like we have it all together. But we don't. We have it far, far from that. But the one thing that binds us together is God. Amen. The reason why we can go through the things that we go through is because of God. And we're, we're still learning to detach from things of old. I'm not going to say by today, when you come up and get prayer, that everything's going to be detached from you. No, it's not. It's an everyday decision that you have to make. Because it's going to creep up on you again. That's the truth. It's going to creep up on you. Just because you ask God for forgiveness once doesn't mean it covers everything. It's a continual. You have to go back to God. God, God, I have no clue what I did today. If I did something wrong, I'm, I'm so sorry. Please reveal those things. Every day. We do that every day. To keep short accounts, the Bible says. So we need to make a continual, everyday decision to go, God, I'm willing to let go. It might be a mindset that you need to change. Maybe the way you need to talk needs to change. The way, the way that you present yourself needs to change. I don't know. Just whatever it is, are you willing to separate the way you used to do things to embrace the new things that God has for you? I've struggled. I've had a tug of war. This picture it was, is my life in the last three, four weeks. This tug of war that was eating me inside. Didn't talk to my wife. Didn't talk to anybody about it because I had to go through it. I had to like tug of war through it. Mama knows everything. <laughs> All the kids out there, mama knows everything. <laughs> Not even a joke. But it was tug of war, and I had to come to a place of God. I need to separate myself from what I thought things were about to come, like about to be, and embrace what He has ahead. Because imagine if I stayed with the old, how much I would miss out on. How much you would miss out on. If we just didn't separate ourselves, detach ourselves from it. The question I leave to us with us today is are you willing? Not are you ready? Are you willing? Why don't we stand in the presence of God? Can you close your eyes for a moment? And ask that question. Everything that I spoke about this morning, ask the question to yourself. Am I willing to let go? You may have already made that decision already, but for those who haven't made that decision, I encourage you to make a decision today. You can wait till next week, but you might miss out. 
You might you say, I'll wait till tomorrow to make that decision, but you might miss out. We don't know. So close your eyes and say, am I actually willing to let go of what was? I showed you the scenario of the rope, and sometimes we don't get to see the rope in our life on the things ahead. But are we willing just to trust God through this process? I want you to make a decision in your heart this morning. You don't need prayer. You don't need anything else. It's just a decision that you are going to make between you and the Father saying, God, I am willing to let go. I am willing to separate, to detach, and go into the direction where you called me to go. Jesus. If you made that decision this morning, I want to invite you just to raise your hands to the heavens so we can go, God, we are willing to separate. So Father, right now, in this moment,